0: The Rigor Gambling Feed is back every Monday. Join myself, Joe House, Raheem Palmer, and John Derschebski for East Coast Bias. Sunday's action recap and our favorite bets for Monday Night Football. Then on Tuesday, we got the Roster Diamond Show, where I'll break down everything you need to know in the betting world. Plus, the East Coast Bias Boys will be back on Thursday to help you get your betting card sorted ahead of all the NFL action. And then on Fridays, it's me back with Warren Sharp, deep diving into the analytics. So be sure to subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast.
1: This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com.
0: There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prolog apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com prolog to learn more. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Dana Heifetz, and I am joined by Danny Kelly. And that's it. Craig Corlbeck not here. Sunday of Week Ten. Yeah, boo. Sunday of Week Ten is done. We don't even need to talk about Sunday of football, do we? We usually do. Yeah, this was, gonna, that was just yeah. I have I was nothing ask to say. If you wanted to hit
1: anything on it. The one thing I will say, and and I want to preface this by saying I think that the Jets probably would have won with probably fifty other quarterbacks in the NFL currently, yeah. like both starters and backups. Uh, but Zach Wilson on that Hail Mary. He made one hell of a play to get that ball off. That's the only thing I wanted to say. He, like, spun away, got away from Max Crosby, heaved it up from, like, the 50-yard line into the end zone. It hit Garrett Wilson in the hands. And I believe uh, Tyler Conklin kind of, like, knocked it out of his hands. It was, like, friendly fire. So, it was, I mean, hell. One hell of a play. I just wanted to say that.
0: Raiders 16, Jets 12, I would say. Zach Wilson's the... the Main, perhaps lone reason the Jets have lost their two last games. And you want to take this moment to talk about yes. how he's playing well? Is that, <laughs> I'm just wondering, Look, sure I'm I have, the right. uh,
1: you know, what did you do for me lately? Uh, before, prior to that, I would like to say uh, the Jets, I want to say I saw this stat that they have the greatest field goal to touchdown ratio of any team in history so far through, uh, I guess, nine games or 10 games. How many, how many games they've played now? Uh, that was from Chase Stewart It is 23 field goals. To 10 touchdowns through nine games. This offense is not, not good. Um, so, anyways, rough watch on Sunday night football. That's all I have to say about that.
0: It is incredible watching the Jets and this Vikings team and being like, I can't believe the Jets didn't move back 20 spots in the seventh <laughs> round of Josh Dobbs. When Josh uh, Dobbs is out here just basically doing linsanity for the Vikings, I don't, maybe that's not the right comparison, but it feels like the right comparison where this completely inexplicable thing has been going on for way too long. Yeah, Like, I, 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 this wasn't the story of the day, but I, the Vikings beat the Saints 27-19. Rahe, shout out Raheem Palmer here at The Ringer, a colleague who called this insanity. but Dobbs, 268 yards today, passing yards and a touchdown, plus another 44 rushing and, and a rushing touchdown. He had the most... He led the Vikings to the most points in a, a first half the Vikings have had in four years. This guy wasn't on the <laughs> team like eight days <laughs> ago, and Zach Wilson... I actually think that Josh Dobbs has had more clutch drives in the two games in eight days he's been on the Vikings than Zach Wilson has had in his entire career. So it's like, it's just crazy. It's Josh Dobbs is on the Jets. I feel like the Jets might win in the AFC East.
1: I know. Th- I feel like this is something we need to celebrate more. We've talked about it a lot because it's sort of been a bit, the whole uh, quantum leap thing. It's sort of been a joke for us. But I, I feel like this has gone past the point of, ha ha, this is a cool story too. Like legitimately, he could be, in my mind, I was talking to you guys about this today. Is, isn't he like sort of a median level quarterback? He's like right in the middle to me of like the NFL. Um, I'm not saying he's a superstar, but he's a type of guy that you can win with. You know, there are guys that you that you win because of, like Mahomes and Josh Allen or whoever. I feel like Dobbs is a guy that you can win with in long-term, and I'm not just talking about... And
0: then there's win despite
1: them. <laughs> right. Like there's those three, you know? the I, I no longer think this is just a cute story. I'm starting to believe that he could actually be Almost like a Geno Smith redemption story, where he he comes out of nowhere in year twenty eight, or sorry, he's twenty eight years old in year whatever five, or however many years he's been in the NFL, and he turns into a starter. I think it's kind of crazy.
0: I think a week ago we were like, oh, Josh Dobbs should always be a backup quarterback in the NFL for the next twelve years, and now it's like, yeah, it's he's like, just going to be a starting quarterback next year for someone. I, it's I mean, it's I actually like he, crazy. He's earned it. Yeah, he's Fran Tarkenton. Like he's running around, and I'm like, I don't know. It reminds me. You ever seen those videos of the? soccer players, the pro soccer players that are running through like hundreds of kids at a youth camp trying to get the ball to the other <laughs> yeah, end, like yes. trying to sack Josh Jobs. I'm like, why is this person like I get? Oh, NASA, the pastor. Why is this person also the hardest person to sack in the NFL? He's literally Fran Tarkenton. For, I don't know. It, whatever. Do
1: you know that he has he has 368 rushing yards this week, this year? That's second only to Lamar Jackson. Uh, he has five rushing touchdowns, which is third behind only Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen. And he has he has more rushing touchdowns this year. Then Austin Eckler, Derek Henry, Joe Mixon, DeAndre Swift, et cetera, et cetera. He's like, what he's doing is pretty remarkable. And oh, by the way, he also has 11 touchdowns and five picks as a passer. And this was coming in again. The context is really crucial here. It's like coming into an offense at the very last second and starting. He has has no opportunity to prepare. He didn't have an offseason. He didn't have any time to like work with his receivers and get on the same page with them. No chemistry. He's just doing this freaking... Like, right off, right off the bus. It's crazy.
0: Well, like, now we're making such a big deal of him. He was a NASA intern or whatever, but it is like Armageddon. It's like, hey, it's like these oil drillers just got put on an asteroid. You're like, you got to just make it. Now. It's like, <laughs> That's actually it's so like, great. I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> teach <laughs> so him how to I, drill. Yeah. Just teach the astronauts how to drill. Just teach the quarter. I don't know. It's whatever. This is, yeah, Jets.
1: I just can't wait to find out who he's going to be starting for next
0: year. I, you know, if it's not the Vikings, who knows? But, Speaking of better quarterbacks, I the, the Bengals-Texans game was absolutely outrageous today. This was one of, also Adam Schefter, this crazy tweet, there was five teams, Arizona, Cleveland, Detroit, Houston, Seattle, converted a game-winning field goal with no time remaining in Week 10. The most game-winning scores with no time remaining in regulation in a single week in NFL history. It's a pretty sweet week.
1: Five walk-off field goals, Yeah. Yeah,
0: those was, it was pretty fantastic.
1: It's the, the, we're in the golden age of field goal kicking right now. Hive. We really That's, are. It's this is this is your thing. Like are, you should be more excited about this. I feel like
0: they're all just casually just making fifty eight yarders, and I'm like like <laughs> this just making field goals from the logo, and like that never used to happen. He, you know, it was a big deal when someone attempted a sixty yarder. Anyway, the one the best one of the day, the Texans beat the Bengals thirty to twenty seven. Texans go to five and four. They're a game out of the division lead for the AFC South, and they're behind the Jags. Look terrific. CJ Stroud, 23 of completions and 39 passes. 356 yards for Stroud. A touchdown, a sack. The numbers look worse. Only one touchdown. Yeah, a couple fumbles. But overall, crazy, amazing day for Stroud. Our buddy Nate Tice had this crazy number he found. The Houston Texans offense recorded 17 explosive plays today against the Bengals, which is tied for the fourth most explosive plays by an offense in an NFL game since 2000. The fourth wow. most. Think
1: about how many games that is. That's a lot of games. <laughs> it's like, like thousands that's of crazy. games. Crazy. Yeah.
0: So I was thinking about this, and like I mean, Stroud he outplayed the Bengals. outplayed the Bengals. The Texans, like honestly, the Texans market corrected the Bengals. Like Stroud's like, like the lovable winner and everything. But I was thinking the offensive rookie of the year race is over. Like Stroud's first nine games. Like the only rookies who have had a better, like at just net yards per attempt, are like Dak stepping into the Cowboys. Like that's it. Like this, the rookie of the year race is over. And so the larger question. If the season ended right now, is CJ Stroud the MVP?
1: My first reaction to this was absolute, just like, no way, you know? Like, number one, has there ever been a rookie
0: win MVP? Um, no, I don't think so. Not in like modern times. I mean, Mahomes, his first year as a starter, that wasn't that long ago. He'd sat his rookie year.
1: That's interesting.
0: Yeah. Because here's the thing. I, I, Schefter, Schefter asked this question. He was like, Stroud, welcome to the MVP race. And my first knee-jerk reaction was, that's ridiculous. Yeah, like, yeah, same. he's a rookie, he can't be an MVP. And then I thought about it, and I was like, is him being a rookie the only reason I'm not considering it? Like, I actually started to question myself, so I was like, I just, I did a little make the case here, where I put it, I don't even know if I believe it, but then as I looked into <laughs> it, I convinced myself. <laughs> right, you reverse engineered so, it. the take. For, so for context, coming into the, the MVP odds, and again, there's no real MVP favorite this year, coming into it, it was like Lamar and Hertz were like three to one, and Mah- Mahomes was also tied there at three to one, and it was like Tua, Burrow, but then no one knows. So like for context, entering today, Stroud was tied with Trevor Lawrence at 40 to one. That's going to change. Oh, yeah. So like these numbers coming in, there's like 10 guys ahead of him. You can almost throw it out like he's behind Goff. Like that's all going to change by the time you listen to this. So. I was looking at I'm cheating a little, but if you look at the numbers since week two, and I know that's like cutting out week one, whatever This is his first career start, but you can cut out week one for like every starter, like Joe Burrow had 82 yards in week one. Like Patrick Mahomes didn't have Kelsey and lost. Josh Allen threw three picks to the Jets when they were shell shocked from Rodgers. Like everyone had a bad week one. If you take it's just since week two, CJ Stroud first among all quarterbacks in yards per attempt, first in yards per completion, most completions of twenty plus yards, lowest interception interception rate in the NFL, which I think is insane for the rookie to be the only guy on the year. Yeah, CJ Stroud second in passing yards since week two, second in expected points added per drop back. And he's only, I mean, Purdy's first, but we all know that's kind of like a Shanahan inflation thing. It's like second. Well, it adjust- looks, this is
1: the Shanahan offense, sort of, right?
0: Yeah, that's, yeah. So there you go. But like, and Stroud's also second adjusted net yards per attempt. And the guys he's ahead of are like in EP per dropback and adjusted net yards per attempt are ahead of Josh Allen, Mahomes, Dak, Herbert, Hertz, Tua. Like, so my point being, the numbers are there. And at this point, it's our job to just add the context to the numbers. But the numbers are legit. Like, like in terms of MVP stuff, like those are all MVP numbers.
1: I think that so the way that I look at this is uh, if the season did end right now, um, I think a lot of times this is a award that it matters like what you did lately. You know what I mean? Like if you finish strong, if you finish on a tear, if your team is one of the best teams in the NFL at any given time when when the voting happens like that helps a lot. And obviously the Texans are really hot right now. Um but I mean, we can't forget. This is like a team that lost to the Panthers two weeks ago or 10 days ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. That's not great. Um, so it, I don't know. I, I was thinking about it because I, I really love Stroud. Obviously, you know, like he was my QB one. I'm super excited about this. I think he comes in right now. Like we need Stroud because there's so much bad quarterbacking across the NFL. And he's so much fun to watch because he's like, like all the numbers you pointed out, he's pushing the ball down the field. Explosive plays. Uh, Tank Dell is really fun. Obviously, Nico didn't played today, but he's been really awesome. Um, I I still just, I don't know. Maybe it, I feel it's still Mahomes for me. Yeah,
0: I, I get the Mahomes, but here's the thing. And here's, I, look, obviously the Texans are freaking five and four. And that, you know, the, all these other teams have better records. Like obviously like the five and four team that's still like on the outside of the playoff picture is probably not actually going to win MVP. But I start thinking about it. If the Texans make the wild card, if they you actually win the division, because I started thinking about it and I was like, if we step outside the box of what a usual MVP is, Especially if the Lions end up getting the one seed, because golf's not going to be it. It's usually like a quarterback with a bye. But if you look, and I'm like, the difference between these other guys who are head, and again, as of this morning, the people Lamar, Hurts, Mahomes, Tua, um, <laughs> McCaffrey, and Purdy. The fact McCaffrey said of Purdy says everything to me. But you look, and I'm like, there's no like awesome head coach or play caller like Andy Reid or Mike McDaniel's not calling plays for to meet like uh, for Stroud the way it's like. Demico Ryan's the Texans head coach is a first-year head coach. The offensive coordinator Bobby Slovak, is a first-year offensive coordinator. It's not like Mike McDaniel or Andy Reid like some guru necessarily doing it. There's no insane offensive line like the Eagles have this crazy offensive line. The Texans so line has been hurt all year. There's no Tyreek Hill like Tua has. There's no AJ Brown like Jalen Hurts says. There's no Travis Kelce like Mahomes. Nico Collins was out today and he's their best receiver. It's like Tank Dell is a rookie 5 foot 8 player. Noah Brown who had more receiving yards in his last four oh, games wow. than his first four years? Like, yeah. th- these are the weapons. There's no. The, my thing with Mahomes, obviously, you can argue for him. The flip side is, I think Patrick Mahomes would say the reason the Chiefs are winning right now is the defense. MVP, you have to be like, well, why are they winning? And start with the quarterback. Like the fact it's a question on the Eagles. There's A.G. Brown or Hurts. It's like Tyree killer too. And I'm like, why are the Texans winning? It's CJ Stroud, Lamar. It's like, is it the defense? The fact you even have to ask the question, Burrow's the reason the Bengals are winning. Now they lost today. They all, he was the reason they were losing to start the year. So it's like, I don't know.
1: Especially on a day like today where the Ravens absolutely blew it. And Lamar threw a pick six late in the game. Like it's hard to, it's hard to say Lamar deserves it right now. Even though I think on the whole, like he's done extremely, extremely well this year. And is is the, there's a reason he's number one in the odds right now, um, or at least coming into this week. But I will say, like, the Chiefs offense, Kelsey is the only guy in that offense right now. They don't have, really have a run game that's, that's super effective, and they're still the sixth-ranked offense per DVOA. That's Mahomes. I mean, he elevates everyone around. And, I mean, that's higher right now, or coming into this week. It probably will change a little bit after this week because the Texans were so, so good. Um, but, I mean, the Texans are ninth in DVOA. So... I don't know. I, I still, I you make some very compelling points, so I will be honest. It, Stroud, I think, is closer to an actual legit contender for the MVP than I even realized. Um, and c- because my first impression was to like scoff at that, but I mean, yeah, you do me make too. some compelling points.
0: I, I, to be clear, if I actually had to vote, I'd probably still pick Mahomes. But my point is, it's like, there aren't that many people ahead of Stroud. And that's kind of all the only point I'm trying to make. It's like you can put Mahomes, you can put Lamar. I'm like, it's, you know, Jalen Hurts. Like I'm sure Carlos, the producer here, is listening screaming about Tua. But the Tua. point is, it's like Tyreek, there are very even. few. Yeah. It's, but there are very few people that you actually could put ahead of Stroud, which considering he's a rookie, is insane. That's all. So what a crazy game um, for CJ Stroud.
1: If you're, quick question if you're starting a franchise, a real life NFL franchise, and and all other things are equal, who would you rather have, CJ Stroud or Trevor Lawrence?
0: Oh, it has to be Stroud. I, I think this is... Okay, are we going to do the Lawrence thing right now? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I think we, we could. Have. All right, fine. Uh, okay. Lawrence, I I would like... All right, you know that that meme of Gordon Ramsay where it's like a, the two frames of Gordon Ramsay and it's one he's talking to the... The, like five year old girl, and he's like, <laughs> yes. Oh dear, oh dear, gorgeous, it's okay. Like she burns it. And then the next meme is him talking to some dude, and he's like, You fucking donkey, <laughs> you fucking donkey. You f- yeah, I can't really do an accent, but like, you know what I'm talking about. The that I will admit, that has been me with Trevor Lawrence. Every time Trevor Lawrence makes a mistake or has any adversity of any kind, I'm like, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, gorgeous, it's okay. (laughs) And then Brock Purdy, anytime Brock Purdy makes a mistake, Craig and I are like, you fucking donkey. (laughs) And I have to admit, the Niners gave to, the Niners, what, was it 34 to three today? The Niners won, absolutely eviscerated the Jaguars. Like the fact that both these teams came out of the bye, I I don't think it could be more discouraging for a team to come out of a bye and to have what happened then yeah. with the Jaguars. At break. home. At home. Trevor Lawrence, worst game of his career by EPA per dropback and math. But also just Trevor Lawrence is like, yeah, that was like the worst game of my career. And considering he lost like two games at Clemson, it was probably the worst game of his entire life, frankly. And I started looking, I'm like, Richard Sherman has been on this for a while. Oh, yeah, he
1: but, was he was battling with some people online. Well, he's today. right.
0: Trevor Lawrence has more turnovers. He's the most turnover since he entered the league. He passed Josh Allen today for the most turnovers since 2021 but Trevor Lawrence also has more turnovers than touchdowns which is pretty crazy if you count fumbles more like more turnovers fu- than touchdowns well he has like four less but if you count all the fumbles like just fumbles and picks cuz if you fumble the ball you don't get to decide with you tur- you know it's like a fumble loss but you recovered nine it's like but he has f- more fumbles and picks together than touchdowns but even then he has what it's like 50 it's like 53 touchdowns to like 49 lost fumbles and picks so it's like yeah he almost has the same amount like even if you take the Urban Meyer year out, this is what freaked me out. Like, if you just look at the take the Urban Meyer year out, he's basically touchdowns and turnovers solely been Sam Darnold, <laughs> no. which is humbling.
1: It's funny because I, so I've I've always been a Sam or sorry, I've always been a Trevor Lawrence defender, kind of just like, you know, it, there's I would say the tape contingent of people online that we all associate with would all scoff at the notion oh dear, that Trevor gorgeous, Lawrence. Is, oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> go watch, go watch the tape. You're just a stupid fantasy guy. Like that's actually probably what they'd the, be thinking. But
0: the um, uh, they to be fair. The the Jaguars line was destroyed. The interior of the Jaguars line was uh, eviscerated, atomized. Like just and the Niners have this they literally just added Chase Young to this line with Nick Bosa and they're just meeting at Trevor Lawrence like they're just like I don't know, people pre-cell phone Trying to make plans. Like they were just like, oh, what's up? He also played poorly. Okay.
1: And I agree. And I feel like I'm at the point now where I'm like, okay, at some point, we're going to have to see more from you, pal, if I'm going to keep defending you. Because I'm looking at EPA dropback right now this season. So this is 2023 only. So not Urban Meyer. Trevor Lawrence ranks 27th. Uh, he is right next and tied, in fact, he's tied with Ryan Tannehill and Desmond Ritter. Just slightly above Deshaun Watson in EPA per drop back. That's a team stat, sort of. It's not like the only stat you look at, but that's fucking bad. That's like terrible. What are we doing here? Like, what are you doing, Trevor? Come on, stop doing this. Like, stop making me think you're not good. Like, we need you to start playing
0: well, buddy. What's weird about Lawrence, I think maybe, maybe, I hope this makes sense, but the reason I think so many people love him, including me, is that when you watch him play, all the tools are clearly there. Like he still has the talent that made him so good, but like you cling to it, but it's almost in a prospect ish way because the results have so lagged behind. And I think the playoff win and the way, and they almost beat the chiefs too in the playoffs where it's like, you're like, Oh, all these pieces are here. But in reality, like I I couldn't believe this. Scott Barrett um, at fantasy points, tweeted this out. CJ Stroud has 335 passing yards in back-to-back or over that in back-to-back games. Lawrence has done that once in his career which kind of blew my mind for a team that loses all the time. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like right. he's like, they're protecting nursing leads of the Jaguars his whole career.
1: It's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. I, 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 my just big picture evaluation of Trevor Lawrence is like you said, he has all the tools, like super impressive. He can make all the throws, blah, blah, blah. But kind of like Sam Darnold again, who you mentioned just like two or three really boneheaded plays every game where you're like, what in the hell was that throw? You're just throwing it into like triple coverage, and you like apparently just decided that before the snap. So I, I, you know, obviously I, I'm still a Trevor defender. I'm still a believer, and I think he's going to figure it out. But it's starting to get frustrating for me where I'm like, okay, dude, you need to show us a little bit
0: more here. I also, what we're talking about, Niners, Jags, I, I, and again, Brock Purdy. Even though uh, Kyle Shannon came out and was like, the Brock Purdy's first touchdown was the worst, one of the worst decisions I've seen him make since he became a Niner. Where he like rolled left and threw back and a you Was Shannon
1: pissed about that throw, by the way? He did. He,
0: you know, the exact quote was, You fucking donkey. <laughs> but, uh, He's like the hamster list, like of two pieces of bread on yeah.
1: what are you? <laughs>
0: You're a shit sandwich. <laughs> idiot sandwich. Idiot sandwich, my fault. <laughs> it should be an award. <laughs> Kyle Shannon's idiot. Well, I will say, wait. Speaking of Shannon, though, we have to do the Craig Horlbeck memorial. Why is Kyle Shanahan like this award? Why are you the way that you are? And we're going to give this to Kyle Shanahan this week for something. Craig has been on all year, which is Kyle Shanahan just playing people when they don't need to be played. Even though the Niners defining thing of five years has been like, being too Injuries. injured to win the super bowl. <laughs> and then Craig's like why Craig just watches basketball where the entire sport is in an existential crisis cuz the players don't want to play all the time in the non-contact sport. And then in f- today, the perfect example, the Niners were up 31 points with like 90 seconds to go. The game is over. <laughs> all the backups are in. But Christian McCaffrey has not scored a touchdown. And Christian McCaffrey is the longest streak in NFL history of 18 games in a row. So Kyle Shanahan decides to remove every starter in the game except Christian McCaffrey and give the ball to him four times in a row to try to get him the touchdown. And to which I'm like, I don't know, like, am I just a wimp and I'm just being a nervous Jewish mother about this? And I'm like, oh, my God, Christian, you're going to get hurt or like. It's insane. Like the, the coaches who don't play their guys in the preseason out of, oh my God, you could get hurt. But then they're like, Hey, yeah, we're up 31. I like your streak more the than score I like a super The score was 34
1: run. to three. What are we doing? I, as fantasy people, we should be like rooting for this. And even we're like, dude, fucking chill. What are you is doing?
0: It, is it like, Oh yeah. Get it for the players. But I'm like, no, it's one of them like, Oh yeah. The offensive line, you know, they want to get this for the guy. I'm like, they weren't even on the field. <laughs> like they had left. The line was they're, gone. Yeah. They're cheering for
1: him from the sideline.
0: Like, 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 yeah, like, I just, I don't know. I think this is insane. And I'm like, and again, what's one of those like, Oh, whatever. Get him the streak. Like that. It's cool. Like they can't be afraid to play football. And I'm like, but if Christian McCaffrey had gotten hurt, this would it's be like the logic, biggest story dude. of Come the on. day. It would he be had, the biggest story of the day. If McCaffrey got hurt, trying to get a record
1: in a game in which they won by 31 points, it was never a contest. It was never a game he had 75% of their snaps. If there's any game to just like let him chill and relax and get healthy and not because dude, even if it's not like a major injury, you get worn down as the year goes on. Any person will. I don't know. It's, it's just ludicrous. I mean, I, I feel like even San Francisco fans would be like, dude, you're really pushing your luck. It's
0: here. great. It, it, that's what it is. That's what it's tempting. Fate. No whammies, that's no, whammies no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Yeah.
1: Like, just like every freaking game, dude, 75% oh snaps in a game. You won by 30 points. 26 touches. Sorry. No, he had 26 opportunities. Uh, 22 touches. Anyway, still ridiculous.
0: Insanity. Uh, <laughs> I, you want to talk running back? So you want to talk to... I'm going to push off the Giants conversation as long as I can. Sure. Um, the I would like to do the Step Brothers Award for the. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> Step Brothers Award. Yes, for, there's so many running backs that have had to split rooms this year. And you know what? No one was really happy about it. They're like, oh, my God, like we're grown, men. I can't believe we have to share this time. But then this week was like all these running backs were like, oh, my God, bunk beds. <laughs> so much room for activities, <laughs> starting with David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs for the Lions. Yeah, Lions win 41 to 38 over the Chargers. And we're like, oh, my God, what if Montgomery takes from Gibbs? And I was like, all right, everyone can chill. 200. Lion, everyone's happy. Lions, 200 rushing yards on the dot. David Montgomery, 12 carries, 116 yards, had a touchdown. Jameer Gibbs, 17 touches, 112 yards, two touchdowns. Jameer Gibbs, number two running back on the day. David Montgomery, number seven running back on the day. Look at that. <laughs> Everyone happy. Everyone's Each, happy. So much room for activities in the Lions offense. Look at that. DK. I actually think they're both going to be like top 15 running backs the rest of the way.
1: I, I gotta hand it to you. It wasn't looking good early on because it, like Jameer Gibbs was getting the vast majority of the catch or the uh, snaps early on. Then he got a bunch of red zone, like inside the five yard line carries. I'm like, oh my god, maybe Jameer Gibbs really did pass David Montgomery. But then as the game went on, this is like this I suppose could have been predicted. As the game went on, like they started leaning heavier on on David Montgomery. He bust off like a sixty something yard touchdown. He looked amazing. And, yeah, I mean, uh, this is like one of those rare situations where I think both guys are going to be good. This is the type of offense that can sustain two good running backs because they're scoring a lot of points. They're running a lot of plays. They're a really good offense. And this game lived up to our expectations for sure. Like, it was a shootout. So, um, I mean, at least for one week, you were spot on saying everyone's going to be happy. And I got to say, Jameer Gibbs, man, that guy's fun to watch.
0: He is. You know, David Montgomery was like, can I go in? Can I go in? And and Dan Campbell was like, I don't give a fuck.
1: (laughs) You guys do whatever you wanted to You're not hearing me. I don't give a fuck. Um, did I hear a drill? <laughs> are they talking about power tools? Um, they're not the only ones to do it this week. Did you, did you have anything else to add on the Lions backfield? I
0: just want to say that game was like a Madden game. The Chargers-Lions, that, that was actually, that's how people play Madden in real life. That was 47 first downs, almost a thousand yards of offense between the two teams. <laughs> yes. And I think the, the, the most Madden thing ever seven of eight on fourth down the t- literally seven conversions on eight versus three punts when you have converted on fourth down more than twice as much as you punted that is Madden and I just like the second half the Chargers punted or sorry the Lions punted and then it was Chargers touchdown Lions touchdown Chargers touchdown Lions touchdown Chargers touchdown Lions field goal <laughs> as time expires that was the yeah. game that's how Madden goes
1: I loved this. This was super fun. This actually reminded me. It's funny because now Goff has played two of these games. It reminded me of the game from a couple of years ago uh, with Jared Goff versus Patrick Mahomes' as Rams Chiefs. And it was like 54 to 51 or something like that. It was, I can't even remember what season it was. It was like in the pandemic sometime. But um, that's how it felt. It was like, this is what football watching should be. This is the pinnacle of football. It's like back and forth. People, great players making awesome plays. Uh, the Quarterbacks were both really solid. Jared Goff clearly had been able to take a shit. Uh, in his house or <laughs> locker room, because yeah, he was exactly. looking awesome.
0: wasn't this stopped was up at his all. His
1: best road game by far, which is really a home away from home game. I'm not gonna
0: lie, that's probably the best prediction we've ever had in the history of the show. Is that <laughs> this is the game Jared Goff will be good on the road because he's somebody who <laughs> while he's traveling.
1: Yeah, Um but yeah, that was super fun. That was an awesome game. I mean, both. It was like one of those things where it really felt. I I was actually disappointed for the Chargers. Like normally the Chargers just do the charging thing, and I'm just like. This is just part of your DNA. I don't feel bad for you. Uh, but I, I felt like both teams deserve to win this game. You know what I mean? It was like... It was but the Chargers lost,
0: as per the usual. It's <laughs> Right, as per usual. Both teams deserve to win, but then the Chargers lost.
1: Keaton Allen is absolutely going baz- bazooka this year. Bazooka. Bombers. Dude, him and
0: Mike Evans are just absolutely out of control. 100%. The, a- the old guys.
1: Mike Evans... Uh, hold on. I had the stats li- lined up for you. Uh, Mike Evans has... He he went 6 he had 6 catches 143 yards and a touchdown today. This is the quietest like superstar season of all time I feel like. No one's talking about Mike Evans. Um, he is now the wide receiver 9 in fantasy, 14 and a half points per game. He's on pace for about 1400 receiving yards this season. And I feel like we've mentioned his name like two or three times this season maybe. No one just, no one's talking about him. He's amazing. This would be his 10th straight 1000-yard season if he can stay healthy. Kudos to Mike Evans.
0: He should have had a, like another touchdown too. He just Baker he shorted it. him, and then he just dropped it. He just tried. he did a Tyler Boyd, but <laughs> He's got a the few game of those. On the line.
1: Yeah, he does a few of those every once in a while. Um, but yeah, shouts to Mike Evans. Uh, going back to the running backs thing, though, um, another backfield I feel like is that has emerged as everybody's kind of happy, and because th- this is another backfield I feel like over the last couple of years has been, or at least just last year has been. Split in the fantasy community, where some people really love Antonio Gibson, some people really love Brian Robinson, and there's very few people that love both of these guys. You like have to take a stand. You can't be on yeah. one side. It's or like
0: Federer and Nadal. It's like I just like riff for whoever wins. <laughs> I like, like, no, it's not all it works.
1: <laughs> but I feel like we've we've reached a point at least in the last two weeks where these guys can coexist in harmony, and it's like everyone's happy and everyone's doing well. Because um, everyone hates Banders- Djokovic. <laughs> we have our common like, enemy. Yeah, exactly. Um the Seahawks beat the Commanders twenty nine to twenty six, but the Commanders' offense has been really pretty impressive. Sam Howell's been slinging it all over, all over, and in this game, the Brian Robinson Antonio Gibson split was like pretty, like pretty fair or pretty even. Uh, Brian Robinson ended up getting twenty four points in half PPR because he scored. Uh, he had a little more yardage through the air, but if you look at the snaps, it's fifty one to forty eight. Brian Robinson ran twenty routes. Uh, Antonio Gibson ran 22 routes. And then they split it 60, 40 in like the long down and distance and uh, third down area. And so Gibson had the advantage on third downs, but like, basically these guys, they're both like playing a very similar role. They're both carrying the football and they're both very, very active in the, in the passing game. Like Brian Robinson in particular has improved.
0: There's a lot of, uh, trading places here. If I told you that one of the Washington running backs was six catches for 120 yards and a touchdown, how much money would you have put on Gibson? Like thousands? Totally. Um, and the same thing with the Lions. Honestly, if I told you one Lions running back is going to have two scores from the one yard line and one's going to have a 75 <laughs> yard touchdown. How much yeah. money would you have put that? It was Montgomery with the two when, but it was Gibbs.
1: It makes it hard for us to do our jobs guys. Uh, but we also love seeing it. Um, I want to say real quick. I think Brian Robinson has a secret power where if he just stands on the sideline, Sam Howell manages to find him and then he scores like these really long touchdowns. The second straight week, he like just... sideline,
0: you mean near the sideline? Right, not, like, not on like, the sideline. Like line, playing. Correct, that would in be like, bounds
1: in yeah. the field
0: of play. Uh,
1: I feel like for the second... I, I swear there was almost identical play last week where he was screen. just standing there and Sam Howell like scrambled out and found him and then he ran for a touchdown. Um, Brian Robinson had another huge play doing exactly the same thing. So just go stand down there, guy. And, and Sam Well, Howell that probably fight won't it.
0: work anymore because teams will watch it, but the Seahawks just didn't. So it's fine. Yeah. Seahawks defense, uh, a little suspect.
1: But, anyways, um, the bottom line is the splits are exactly, almost exactly the same. So it's like 50 50.
0: The other running backs that I think are the step brothers, like just best friends now that quietly do the Steelers. The Steelers, who somehow oh, yeah. are just, the Steelers, somehow, some way, Steelers maintain their streak of being outgained in every single game <laughs> this year, but have just, kept winning um they're the only team to ever like do that but have a win. I wish that Craig was on the show
1: because I know uh, the fan misery to wins ratio for both Seahawks fans and Steelers fans is like all-time highs every time every game the Seahawks win the fans just get more and more miserable like people were calling for Gino Smith to be benched again today he came in back he came back and had an awesome second half so maybe that'll quiet down for a minute but um Yeah, it's like both. uh, I feel like the fan bases of the Seahawks and the Steelers right now are both the same. What are you going to be
0: so morose about? (laughs) Exactly. But yeah, the (laughs) the Steelers won 23-19. The Steelers won their battle of of the most hated offensive coordinator in Matt Canada versus the most hated defensive coordinator of Joe Barry for the Packers. Like just this unbelievable matchup. But the crazy development is that Najee Harris went from bad Zeke Elliott to... Najee Harris and Jalen Warren have just quietly just been totally playable the last, th- the last three weeks. Najee and Jalen Warren are both top 13 running backs. Like, just the only running backs who have, there's only 13 running backs averaging over 12 points per game in the last three weeks. And Najee and Jalen are both part of it. And this week, Jalen Warren, 17 touches, 110 yards, touchdown. Najee, 19 touches, 96 yards, touchdown. Jalen Warren, running, top, sixth running back this week. Najee Harris, uh, ninth, top nine running back this week. So look yeah. at that. Snaps that's are 51. Crazy.
1: Snaps are 51 and 50. Target rate 18, 18. Like they're, they're, these are like identical players. They're we just doing get, it in different ways.
0: We need to get a memento tattoo next year that's basically like whoever the the guy is that we're most mad at through the first like five weeks, just trade for that guy. Because like he will get better eventually, just because you can't be that bad for that long without an injury. Nashi's
1: honestly looked pretty good lately. I, I will has. say I think Jalen Warren looks good also. But Najee's definitely stepped it up. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jalen Warren, he's been... I feel like for a long time, he was more just like a flex option. Like if you really didn't have anyone else to go that week. But now I'm like pretty happy plugging him in wherever, our RB2
0: spot, because he's been really good lately. All right, next up here. Fine, we'll do it. Um, I would like to do the Cardale Jones Award to the Cowboys <laughs> Giants. the, 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 one, of the greatest explain this. Yeah. one of the greatest tweets in the history of Twitter. Is Cardell Jones the former th- this is the same guy who tweeted I didn't come here to play school. Like I, and he tweeted this head sh- this screenshot of a he- of a headline that said Cardell Jones visits kid in hospital to play video games with him. Beats kid 91 to 35. <laughs> Which is incredible. And Cardell Jones quote tweeted a picture of this and said, "Man, I wish everyone stopped saying I beat a kid in the hospital 91 to 35." It was ninety eight to thirty five. I, ni- I had I had ninety one with one twenty six left in the fourth quarter. Not ninety one. Ninety eight.
1: This is the best tweet. This is the best tweet structure. It's like essentially like I'd love. To, I'd like to take this opportunity to apologize to absolutely nobody.
0: And it's like the I would like the cow. I'm giving that award to the Cowboys because the Cowboys beat the Giants forty nine to seventeen. And the Cowboys are like, please stop saying I beat the Giants 49-17. <laughs> it was 49-10 until the Giants scored with six seconds left. <laughs> or maybe it's the Giants being like, we didn't lose 49-10. to It was 49-17. But I I got to tell you, I'm at the point where I think if I rank the 12 worst losses I've seen the Giants play, like the 12 least competitive games the Giants have played. Four or five, or this season, three were two seasons ago. I th- like it's actually it's at least this one's fine. Like I'm a, I'm getting over it, but like I'm getting over it. I, well, I'll get to that in a second, but I just have to uh, three numbers jump out. I I I went through this box. I felt like I was at my own funeral, like going through the the box score of this game. I was like, <laughs> oh my god, like. But the Cowboys, the one that just hit me like a t- the Cowboys were gaining eight yards per play at halftime, but the Giants mm-hmm. were gaining point eight yards per play. Which yeah. I thought was the worst thing I'd ever seen on the like page, <laughs> like eight to eight point eight. There at halftime, the uh, Cowboys had twenty first downs, and the Giants had one, which is Ooh.
1: but yeah, that's the, the
0: worst. Uh, every week, there's a new number. With uh, the two minute warning, Fox showed a graphic and said, "I'm going to literally read it verbatim." It was about total yards, and it, it said the Cowboys outgaining the Giants by five hundred and twenty six yards. To be clear, not that the Cowboys had 526. It was the Cowboys (laughs) had outgained the Giants by 526, Uh, which was the largest, largest yardage differential in any NFL game since 1962. Wow. When Vince Lombardi's Packers beat like a basically expansion Eagles team. And do you get one guess who the quarterback was for the Eagles in that game? Uh, we talked about him all week. What was his name? Ski. Sonny Jurgensen. No shit. Yes, yeah, Sonny. <laughs> it, Sonny Jurgensen. It always Sonny. comes
1: back, comes back full circle. Man, the, the Cowboys had 640 yards in this game. Man, Tony Pollard must have been amazing. <laughs> 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 I'm ready for like uh, the the narrator to come in here. Uh, hold on, before we get to that, because we are going to get to uh, Tony Pollard. Um,
0: the, the, it's fine. The difference between this is at least like the point, like the the the, the Giants. The silver lining is good. The Giants should keep winning. They're losing. The Giants, like, the Cardinals won. Kyler Murray returned. The Cardinals freaking won. They had their own walk-off kick, if I remember correctly. So the Giants right now the second pick in the draft. And now the biggest game of my life is just two weeks from now, Giants play the Patriots. And it's like the bizarro. It's basically like the third trilogy to the Super Bowl with me, like like Bill Simmons, like the Giants-Patriots. Like, whoever Giants-Patriots, whoever loses that game is going to get a top-two pick and Caleb Williams or Drake May, And there's a lot writing on this. Holy shit. It's incredible because it's like, (laughs) like choose your fighter. Patriots have Mac Jones who, I mean, what a tanking weapon. Like he just, he threw the worst pass of his career today. Oh my God. Like game literally game. There's that line that Belichick used to say about Brady. Like, performatively to Randy Moss. When he got there, he ripped, he, he ripped in a braid. He was like the kid at Foxborough high could make that the high school quarterback at Foxborough <laughs> high actually could have threw this ball and Mac Jones for no reason whatsoever decides to like fall back. He he's it. throwing just yeah. to like try to make it 15 yards short. But then the giants have Tommy DeVito. So like they just, the giants found literally the closest person possible to their stadium that could pretend to play quarterback. And that's just 11 minutes away. Hasn't moved out of his house.
1: I feel like oh, he was uh, he was on record this week talking about his mom making his bed.
0: Yeah, which I, dude he volunteered <laughs> that they just Jordan Renanity has <laughs> been. He just Jordan just found out that he lived at home, and he was like, "I'm not gonna." My lie, mom I love this makes kid. my bed. I love that kid. He was like, "Yeah, like also it does make sense." Like he's a undrafted rookie who like didn't know if he was going to make the team. So it's like, well, they're 11 minutes away. What's he going to do? Rent a house close, like further away. You don't have away, to and... tell the media that your mom makes your bed. Yeah, I would have left that out. But he was talking about his mother's chicken cutlets. And I'm like, you know what? This is my quarterback. This is a guy who's going to deliver me to the promised land, Drake May. Like, this is unbelievable. How many touchdowns did the Giants have today? They had two touchdowns? Well, but they, did you watch the game? It's pathetic. It was like they were like, <laughs> Kinda. it was the saddest <laughs> thing ever. We yeah. watched the first quarter. That was the game. But right. the, it was the saddest thing ever with like, a minute and a half left they were like we're going to we're going to score like all the backups were in well i guess the starters are backups now basically but they were they scored with 6 seconds left like dable was taking timeouts so the clock didn't expire when it was 49 to 10 so they could score a touchdown and make it 49 17 cuz i think they didn't want to lose by basically 40
1: so uh, the, what i was get, what i was trying to get to with the touchdown thing is like so they they had two touchdowns today that puts them at seven on the season in however many games nine or 10 games how many have they played 10
0: nine Whatever. Too many. It doesn't make too many games.
1: Um, yeah, and I think and the, Jets, the Jets had zero touchdowns today, so they still have five, unless I'm forgetting one. But anyway, regardless, do you remember? I feel like this is the. it's a two-year-old joke about how the Giants can't score touchdowns. And somehow, I, f- I felt like I was making fun of you at like rock bottom then. And no, we're, we're just back like that. way, no, we're way below rock the bottom. The Giants at this are point. back
0: to the non-competitiveness of like, When Mike Lennon and like, you know, freaking Jake Fromm or whatever was QB sneaking on third and nine, but now it's like, at least that's fine. Just keep losing, get a top pick. Somebody in my
1: life, somebody that I'm close to at all times has to have like the laughing stock of any given league. Cause my dad last year, he's a lifelong Nebraska fan. He can't quit. Nebraska just loves Nebraska. They were truly like the laughing stock of college football. Um, And they're like fine this year. They're not good, but by any means, but like, they're not the laughing stock anymore. Now the giants are the yeah, laughing stock. So you've taken that mantle. So my dad appreciates that. Thank you, Danny.
0: I'll do my best, but I will say we have to give the Cowboys some credit because literally everyone, but Tony Pollard did great.
1: <laughs> Again, this, and we are hundred percent aware. Tony Pollard was our guy this year. It's gone like truly like hilariously wrong for him. I, I, I truly don't understand what's happening with him, I do. Well, he broke I broke his say leg this
0: year. He That's does not look
1: anything like the player that he was last year. He broke year. his
0: leg this year. What were yeah. we thinking? He broke his leg this in 2023. The what doctors, were we thinking?
1: the doctors told us. No, I, 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 feel like the data was that he should be fine. I just truly don't think he looks anything remotely like he used to. Um, that being said, I'm out on broken in game, legs in a game where the Giants, or sorry, where the Cowboys had 640 yards. He had five. He had 55 rush Or sorry. 15 rushes for 55 yards, zero touchdowns, zero targets, zero catches. Uh, here's the list of Cowboys who scored touchdowns today. Jack Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, Rico Dowdle, Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup, Jake Ferguson. Uh, Tony Pollard hasn't scored a touchdown since week one. It's just getting like, it's like tragic at this point. What's happening with this? I,
0: James, James Coe, uh, is he at NFL network where he was like the scene from Office Space oh where like God. Milton doesn't get cake. This was they're an all-time reference
1: from, from James. I, like, truly the best where, you know, they're passing out all the cake for I forget, someone's birthday or something, and the woman's like, now, Milton, don't be greedy, just pass. <laughs> That's like every cowboy's getting a touchdown, except for fucking Tony Pollard, who was who our favorite player in the draft this year. God damn it. CeeDee Lamb, meanwhile, is having an absolute... He's feasting. He's having the greatest three-game stretch of, like, ever. CeeDee Lamb has
0: exactly 500 yards in his last three games. Michael Gallup, Michael Gallup has been at 500 yards in his season since 2020.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like a 500-yard a season is like, oh, that's pretty promising for a young player. Um, he had, he's had that in the last three games. It's crazy. He's the only wide receiver since the merger with 10-plus catches for 150 yards in three straight games. This is like... A.J. Brown was the guy a couple of weeks ago where he had however many games with, what was it, 100 yards? I love these
0: records now. we're just doing increasingly like art, we're like arbitrary, not lines, where it's like, A.J. Brown a, remember 125, 125 yards, <laughs> six in a row. Right. And now it's like C.D. Lamb is 10 catches and 150 back to back to back. And I can't decide which, I mean, they're both I never really put
1: much stock into those like specific, well, like 10 plus and 150 plus. Well, he does plus.
0: have, he had one, yeah, he had 11 for 151 and a touchdown today. The... I mean, he's, he's awesome. just incredible. The I, again, I I can you? I can't imagine if the Cowboys were well coached. <laughs> I just cannot imagine how good this team
1: would be. They had another weird ass game today. It's like they've had like one or two regular games this year. It's wild. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go through their game log really quick here. Forty to nothing in week one. Thirty to ten in week two. This that forty to nothing game
0: was the Giants. Remember. Lost uh, to the Cardinals and Josh Dobbs. They three. lost
1: to the Cardinals randomly. They beat the Patriots 38 to 3. They lost to the 49ers 42 to 10 and absolutely got demolished. <laughs> the one regular game they played this year was the, they beat the Chargers 20 to 17. Last week, or sorry, t- two weeks ago, they beat the Rams 43 to 20 absolute drubbing. Last week, they lost. I guess th- they've had two regular games. They lost to the Eagles 28 to 23. And then today, of course, just absolutely demolished the Giants again. So, uh, well... 40 to nothing in the first week and then 49 to 17. No, don't say it wasn't 92 89. to
0: 17. It was 98 to 17. It was 92 to seven with one 80, to quarter. 17 on the year. Yeah. It's tough. Stop saying it was 91 to 35. <laughs> it's 98 to 35. All right. Uh, I would like to give the John Wick Award to TJ Hawkinson oh tight end God. for the Vikings.
1: This was the perfect analogy. I totally, I was thinking the exact same thing when you tweeted this.
0: TJ Hawkinson, well, he had like 11 catches for 134 yards in a touchdown. First of all, Elias Sports Bureau, TJ Hawkinson's second tight end since 1978 to have 10 catches and 100 yards in a touchdown in one half, which is crazy. But more importantly... He kept getting tackled in the most ludicrous, bizarre, like (laughs) painful looking ways imaginable. And we were talking about, he kept laying on his freaking head and his back and just get, and I was like, this is like when John Wick keeps getting kicked (laughs) through panes of glass for no reason, like seven in a row.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it's like a bit at this point. It's like in the, in the most recent John Wick movie, he gets kicked down the soccer curse, uh, the stairs to the soccer curve. And it's like, Sorry for my French pronunciation, but he gets, he falls down so many, it's, it becomes like a bit, it's Like a hilarious. thousand
0: stairs, like a family yeah, guy. It just keeps it's like, going. Um, it's like, I can say it was just like every single catch. It was just like the most painful possible tackle.
1: He was going through it. And, and obviously we're not laughing because he didn't get seriously hurt. Well, anymore. I'm laughing. He's just going to be very sore. So like, that's why we're, we feel okay uh, laughing about it. But like, man, he was battling through it. It's like every time he caught a pass, he was getting up so slow and he was just like, man, what the fuck? Yeah, just was like, <laughs> There's a bullshit. scene in, in Black Sheep. I, you probably, I don't think you've actually seen Black Sheep. It's a Chris Farley movie where it's like the same sort of John Wick bit where he just falls down a hill. <laughs> and he oh, just, yeah, yeah, and he's he just keeps falling and tumbling and tumbling. And he gets to the bottom and he just turns around and goes, what the hell <laughs> was that all about?
0: What in the hell was that all about?
1: <laughs> <laughs> like that's, I feel like that's what TJ Hawkinson.
0: So this one was like running out of, he was like running out <laughs> of balance. He wasn't even in the ground Then he just gets like tabletop. <laughs> like, like it goes like 180 degrees and his oh feet are in God. the air. And he's like, I wasn't, oh my God.
1: He gets the toughness award for this week. Cause man, he's, it's, he, it's like the Jamar Chase thing. He's going to be super sore
0: tomorrow. He's not going to be able to walk around. Dude, I showed Jackie John Wick three and the like Parabellum, and she was like, like that he gets kicked through like the fourth pane of glass. She's like, "Is this a bit?" And then he gets kicked through five more panes of glass. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, Oh my god. Um. Wait. Speaking of the the Saints Vikings game, I know we talked about Dobbs at the top, which was ridiculous, but we also have to mention the dude, the the Jameis Winston. Oh my gosh! Yeah.
1: This was your, This was the quote that you thought of, but I thought it was so perfect. It was like, the nice to be working with proper villains Ward Basher from Ocean's Eleven. Um, it's just like, man, it's so good to see Jameis Winston out there. And he immediately started feeding Crystal Lavi. Within like 12 seconds, I think Crystal Lavi had like tripled his production. It was amazing.
0: First of all, yeah, that's, I love that the, the Ocean's... I think about that line all the time. The Ocean's Eleven, like just like Brad Pitt and Clooney show up. And he's like, thank God. Like, you <laughs> know... But that really was like Chris Olave really was basher, where he's just like, oh, you toss us! Like, just looking at Derek Carr. Oh, what is it? Leave it out! And it's like, but the fact that, what was it? Derek Carr. Oh, yeah, Adam Hardstad had this great tweet. Chris Olave with Derek Carr, one target, one, one catch for 15 yards in 37 minutes. Jameis comes in, nine targets, seven catches, 80 yards, a touchdown, 20 minutes. I love it. Including... Two throws to get the most incredible touchdown I've seen Olave make. Like, Olave is like so talented. Bill is oh texting God, us, the, like
1: the Olave touchdown catch was incredible. It was
0: insane. It was like art. It looked like a sculpture, like him going up at the top.
1: Did you, have you seen the t- the Twitter account Art But Make It Sports? Yeah. I think that's what it's called. That guy's, in, by the way, whoever runs that has such an incredible, like, encyclopedic knowledge of, of
0: art from forever. People have to go to the Instagram or Twitter, like just art, but make it sports, and it's just like it's actually insane. It, it like if Bill Sim- if,
1: if if Bill Simmons had art knowledge and it could just recreate, like I feel like Bill Simmons' encyclopedic knowledge on like the NBA
0: is this guy's art. It's kind of like your knowledge on height, but this guy's knowledge on like imagery. <laughs> it's like how right, I, just I,
1: give him just give him a, a photo and it'll mat- immediately. Should I just, just throw like this thing out right now? Pull it out. Um, no, don't
0: six, test me. Don't. Six two two twenty three. Uh.
1: I'm thinking like a big running back. What's uh, Latavius Murray?
0: Latavius Murray is six three two thirty. That's pretty close. Damn, <laughs> close. Damn, I'm off my game today. It's late. It's been a Damn. long day. Uh, but yeah, shout out the Jameis Winston coming in and just and what did he finish with? The I, I mean, look, the say. Uh, the Saints lost because they, I mean, Josh Dobbs, you know, no, one's no Josh Dobbs. Winston
1: but. Winston was 13 to 25 for 122 yards with two touchdowns, two picks. It's the,
0: incredibly on brand,
1: incredibly the on brand. The most on brand game of all time. His second touchdown, he was like drifting to his left and then he's planted his feet and threw it all the way, literally across the field to the other side.
0: He was standing on the 20 <laughs> and, and then threw yeah. I think that ball must have, because the field is what, 53 yards long. That ball had to travel like 43 yards. <laughs> To have an eight yard touchdown. The quintessential. No, you
1: fucking idiot. Oh, yes. Yeah.
0: Like, I don't think I've ever, like, that's kind of the con. The only context you see that pass in is like in a pregame warmup or like a, like a, having a catch on a field. I, I don't know if I've ever seen that throw in the context of that game. Like a bullet across that much of the line of scrimmage.
1: Also, it was a great catch by A.T. Perry, my guy. Well,
0: should have uh, been a pick six the other way. It was ridiculous. I don't know. It's crazy.
1: Uh, bring my, we need more Jameis it sounds so I think the Saints have a bye next week um, double check that for me but it, it sounds like Derek Carr didn't get seriously injured because it was his shoulder and I want to say he got checked for a concussion and I just wanted to play it safe and not bring him back in but man I kind of want to see Jameis Winston out there or I really want to see him I don't kind of want to see him I want Jameis Winston to be the starter
0: the Saints are on bye next week yeah
1: so that probably strengthens the odds that Derek Carr will be back but that's disappointing
0: no offense, Derek Carr. Well, you know, it's just more fun, Jameis. Jameis,ing. I think Derek Carr actually will take offense to that. <laughs> right. No offense, sure. but I, I don't want you to have your job. With all due respect. With sir. all due respect, I don't give a velvet. <laughs> I painting don't want you to play anymore of a whale yeah. and a dolphin getting it all, Ricky. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you It's funny to wait this long to talk about it, but the Browns Ravens game, I I just, this is the Lucille Bluth. Like, I don't understand the question. I won't respond to it. Like,
1: (laughs) I don't understand that game. What, what happened?
0: 40 minutes into this game. I was like, damn, Danny, you're so smart. Talking to myself. I was so, I'm like, you're so smart for putting the Ravens first in your power rankings. Everyone's going to agree with you. Like the Ravens are the best team in the league. And then they lost. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, what the, they were up 14. They
1: were up 31 to 17 with 11 minutes to go in the game.
0: The, I mean, Jake Trotter at ESPN had this great. I mean, Jake Trotter covers the Browns. He, he got this from ESPN stats and info. The Browns trailed in this game for 59 minutes and 20 seconds on Sunday. <laughs> no NFL team. Oh, wow! Well, yeah, they won. didn't even.
1: Wow. That's crazy. No
0: NFL team has won while trailing for that long in a game in the, in this millennium. Wow. Like they, they, they were straight up. Like they didn't, they didn't not win. Like they weren't not winning; they were losing for fifty nine minutes and twenty seconds.
1: Don't the Ravens kind of feel like the Chargers East to you a little bit? Like they find no. ways to lose, not to the extent that they're the Chargers. You know, well, the Chargers year, are yes. unique.
0: There three losses the Ravens have are all like ridiculous. Like the they, the win probability <laughs> graphs happened? are look like yeah char- yeah they look like Chargers That that's fair. Like the Falcons yeah. Super Bowl. I, nobody graphs. nobody can
1: compete with the Chargers. To be clear, I'm not saying they're like uh, they're just it. My mystification of the Ravens was like similar. It's a similar vein to like every time the Chargers play a game. It's like, why are you not winning this game? Or why, why, did, how did, how on earth did you lose this game? Also, by the way, why did Keaton Mitchell only get like one carry after the first quarter or whatever it yeah, was? Yeah, his
0: first carry of the game, Keaton Mitchell takes a 39-yard touchdown and he got like two, like three more carries the rest of the game. I just want
1: to shake NFL coaches.
0: Just what are we doing? Also, it's funny, like the Browns. So, yeah, so the Browns won 33 to 31. And also what's funny was they missed the extra point. Like So they pick six Lamar to tie up the game. They also, the Browns had three drives in the second half. They had like these like f- 10 minute drives, 12 minute drives. And then they get the pick six. Dustin Hopkins, who was like this great acquisition. They, had, they got a seventh rounder, which again, I'm like, I don't understand life. Like, why are you drafting a kicker with a fourth rounder when the Browns got Dustin Hopkins for seventh? Whatever. But then he misses the extra point. And then comes back and then makes a the game winning field. I don't know. It was just I. I don't understand it. I won't respond to it. It's a weird game.
1: <sighs> yeah, I have no idea what happened in that game.
0: The other big news of the day: Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift. You see the videos? Karma.
1: Yeah. Was it was it staged though? If if Craig was but here, he he'd be he'd be saying stage. it was staged.
0: <laughs> I think we have to admit Good that point. this is a. Good point. I think we have to admit this is a real relationship. It feels real. They look really happy. They look really happy together. Yeah. Sure. Great for them. And Craig's upset. No, this is that. It was really cute. They look really. That was like, and she ran off the stage and they looked really happy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's something we can celebrate.
1: Uh, I got to admit, Craig kind of convinced me that it was fake. So now I'm acknowledging that it was real.
0: It's hard to talk about this without like scanning in the third reel of being canceled. But the... <laughs> I think that the initial thought that like of everybody in the world who wants to go on a first date with Travis Kelsey or with Taylor Swift, he was he brought the unique opportunity of also just having a a a large audience as well, and then like within them like all right cool they also seemed to all right it worked. I don't know it can't both be like oh okay this like is mutually beneficial and also like it worked out like I don't know it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive.
1: The Kelsey brothers are so hot right now. Got a very popular dude, podcast,
0: Jason Kelsey as the uh, sexiest man. Sexiest that is insane. <laughs> I'm all for like centers and offensive linemen getting like the body off, positivity, like, dude, Yeah. Uh, body positivity. Jason Kelsey, like being famous offensive lineman a center with a doc and a commercial and like a uh, show. That's great. That is insane. That the crazy. Craziest- he's not
1: even the sexiest man on his podcast,
0: right? Dude, he's not. Yeah, like it's <laughs> actually he's the, he's ridiculous. S- second sexiest brother. In his family. It it reminds me of, you know, their outrage of Blake Shelton when he was named Sexist Man Alive by People. On All You Need to Know, about that (laughs) is when that issue came out, I I lived in Los Angeles and there was a People magazine and there was this um, woman in line and she was like a, she was beautiful, but she was just very makeup. It was just like a much more makeup person than you usually see out. And this like homeless looking guy, I don't want to assume, but this homeless looking guy was like really like, I don't know. He's like, or caught, she looked, they looked very like he was kind of like trying to talk to her and she looked very annoyed at him. And I was like, oh, do I see? but they were in like the other, uh, they weren't in my checkout lane. They were in the other one. So it was like, if I did something, I would have had to like draw attention to it. I was like, don't say anything. But they, she was very unhappy. With him. Anyway, that was Gwen Stefani. And I realized later it was Blake Shelton. <laughs> It was like, oh, oh my God. I thought he was a homeless guy. <laughs> but the irony, it occurred to me like a week later that Blake Shelton was next to the people magazines. Oh my God. They called him the sexiest man alive. And I th- I've been thinking about it all week because it's like, dude, this is just so embarrassing that Jason Kelsey <laughs> like.
1: Oh on. my God. There's such another fits scenario. Hyfits, where how do you get yourself into these situations?
0: You go to Ralph's <laughs> go to supermarket I feel like
1: hyphen says like unrivaled run into power. He just runs into the most ran random to. people at all times.
0: Yeah, no, I don't know what happens. <laughs> I don't know. It's incredible. Email us at ringerfancyfootball@gmail.com If you have other like run into stories, got good ones. All right. Most important time burn book. Yeah. So for reference, we did Drake London week one. Kyle Pitts week two. Najee Harris week three. Dallas Goddard week four. Just totally dropped the ball and forgot to do. Yeah, you know, we're five human. Six. All right. And then we, we did Damien, Damien Pierce week seven. Miles Sanders week eight. Now we're going to do like, you know, British baking show. We're going to like do two people now to make up. Oh, folks. we're so doing two?
1: What we so did, last week we did Tony, Tony Pollard.
0: Pollard. and DK Metcalf. And I think we got to burn two this week as well. Okay. Unless we can only do one. We'd have to burn two at some point in the future. Well, I got one in mind. Um, okay. Who are you thinking?
1: And it's not because I don't like him cuz I think he's a really really good player but I feel like George Pickens needs to go in the book. I need to, you need to I need to save me from myself from putting him in my starting lineups ever again. Like he's so tantalizing cuz he's so talented and can make these ridiculous catches Bonk. and everything. But god, Kenny Pickett sucks. <laughs> I just I just don't want to trust Kenny Pickett to throw him the football. So that's my he had three catches for 45
0: yards today. Bonk, bonk on George Pickens. Yeah, you know what George? They always like they always say don't scout on George highlights. And I think what's funny about George Pickens is there are no plays other than the highlights. Like, like the <laughs> right. highlight reel right. for George Pickens is like there's no other catches he made in the game. It's just the cool ones. The I, I think that's fair. But the obvious was Trevor Lawrence. I think dude, people are gonna start. It, we've been getting start questions about Lawrence. With the like increased league, should I start Lawrence or Sam Howell? Should I start Lawrence or Will like Levis? Love. it's like, yeah, it's like I think people are gonna cut Trevor Lawrence this week. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be like very available in fantasy leagues. Start
1: I after mean, I'm just looking at the rankings. He's the QB 21 on the year. Like again, it's tough. Slightly above Desmond Ritter. Um,
0: he's behind Deshaun Watson. He's in the burn book. Trevor Lawrence. I think that's fair. George Pickens. So we're putting them both in. I, I think so. Is there anyone we're forgetting? I feel like I feel like tr- Lawrence, I think, has to go. We two, yeah, point, two points today.
1: Lawrence is very fair. Did you see, by the way, did you see Kenny Pickett's passing chart? You know how uh, Next Gen Stats does passing charts?
0: Yeah, no. There's like
1: see. nothing in the middle of the field. It's all just, it's like a U shape. <laughs> Dude, use the middle of the field. Well, like during, uh, when Deontay Johnson was out, like they were doing so much good stuff with uh, George Pickens where he was doing slants. He's running on the end in- in breakers and all this stuff. And it was like, you know what's working. funny
0: is the entirety of like modern football is just the NFL being like, we should like change the rules so people can throw it in the middle of the field. And the Steelers just like <laughs> right? didn't notice.
1: There's like 30 years of history helping you here, you guys. The Steelers just haven't checked. Yeah. Met Canada. Um, anyways, I just don't want to have anything to do with that offense.
0: So, yeah, this feels good. Six and three. <laughs> Actually, I like the running backs, but yeah. That's all we got. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Carlos, for producing this episode. Thank you for listening. Emails RingourFancyFootball Email Emails trivia questions. Emails weird celebrity encounters. Uh anything, Kelsey Swift, anything anything, anything Josh Dobbs, whatever you want. Emails Ring of We'll have our waiver show tomorrow. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Thank you, Mazzy Star. This
1: uh, came at a request no from someone on Twitter. Star. Do you Star. Do you remember the song Fade Into You? Uh, or Fade Into Me I can't remember Fade Into You it's like a sort of very mellow melancholy oh. song Fade Into You it's I'm a good song to, I'm pulling it up kinda, right it's kind
0: of depressing oh it's a whole vibe nice oh dude did you hear Tariko and Collinsworth saying they're like yeah Raiders you know Mark Davis, you know, you're in Vegas, you want a show, you know, you go to Vegas, you got to see a show. And just <laughs> like, yeah, we went to Rod Stewart last night. Like, <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, no, I went to Rod Stewart. What was even, why did we even talk about that? What did I get wrong? Oh, You I didn't just know who had he never heard of
1: him. You never heard yeah. of Rod Stewart. I had
0: heard of the name, but I had a complete you knew dissociation. A Rod, you knew a
1: Rod at elementary
0: school. So For all that you could have convinced me that he was like, Patrick Stewart's like the, he was like a Baldwin brother. Like I literally had no idea why Rod Stewart was famous. (laughs) And I was like, is that that bad? And then someone emailed in and was like, Rod Stewart had a concert on the Brazilian coast on New Year's Eve. That was the largest concert. And therefore perhaps the largest gathering in the history of the human race. (laughs) It's like 4 million people. Never heard of Rod Stewart. Never heard of him. (laughs) The name Rod
1: doesn't get used too much these days. No. That's just something it doesn't. that came to mind. I don't know. I don't know many rods. Do you know any rods? You change
0: Calvin's name.
1: <laughs> Short for Rodney, which is fair.
0: I feel oh, like I right. know Rodney. That or makes two. more sense. How yeah. how late do you think you could like I feel like no one audibles in their kid's name or the pet's name? Like, but if Kendall Jenner did it, I feel like anyone can do it. So I'm like, how when do you think your son like Wait, realized Wait, what Kendall Jenner name was?
1: D- what was Kendall before?
0: Oh, they named it uh oh, I'm sorry, I always confuse Kendall and Kylie. Uh son name change the one with travis scott it was kylie jenner's son is officially named was ari webster i I'm, I'm not the pronunciation guy a-i-r-e i don't know but they originally named him oh no they sorry i always get this confused two or from it was wolf the kid's name was wolf or is Wait, Wolf? who are you now? talking about kylie jenner and his son with, with travis scott oh the kid's okay. name is wolf and he was 16 months old, and they were just like, We changed our mind.
1: That's fair. 16 months is, that's plenty of time to change your mind. Well, my point the,
0: being, like, if Kylie Jenner can do that, I don't know. I'm like, Jeff Jack, and I'm like, What if we just change their cat's name? I'm like, who's going to care? <laughs> like, it's. Just, Didn't take. It's, just, yeah. it's Sam. Sometimes I'm like, it's just,
1: the name just doesn't take,
0: you know? We should have called him Reggie. It's fine. Like, just, Reggie. Just. Reg. Yeah. But how old do you think that would have had an effect? Like, when do you think he would have been like, "No, I'm Calvin," versus like just nothing going on?
1: Yeah, he's old enough. Calvin's old enough now that I feel like he would be very confused if we tried to change his name. (laughs) No, he's only he's four. I feel like now it's too late. Sixteen months before they can talk, who gives a shit? Yeah. Um. But, but yeah, I think it. You know, just depends. When when we got our dog George, uh, his name before. Was Sparky, or something? You changed like that. it
0: away from Sparky. <laughs> yeah. You had a yeah. Sparky and went to George. <laughs>
1: Sparky. I feel like naming. I feel like having a dog named Sparky is like having a dog named Spot, or like
0: yeah, it's very like, it's like, like super yeah.
1: generic. I guess George is a pretty generic
0: name. It's like the we went from bunch. a
1: generic dog name to a generic human name.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say you named it. It's not like they're gonna be the next King of England, like George. <laughs> George. <laughs> yeah. All right. Goodbye, everyone.